This is Tate Talks on iHub Radio, a fresh perspective on how to live your best life. Combining biological sciences, mind-body medicine, nutrition, and exercise. This is the place to get the big picture on health and wellness. Live from the iHub Radio studios in Palm Springs, California, here's functional medicine certified health coach and award-winning wellness expert, Jason Tate. Jason Tate, live in the studios here at Palm Springs, California on this beautiful Sunday, March 1st, 2020. Here we are. It is really nice. The wind is a bit much. Wind is much. But <laughs> <laughs> but it's a nice day. But it is nice. Yeah, nice it day. Nice, yes. So I hope it's a nice day where you are. Uh, and if it's not, make the best of it, right? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> make the best of it, yeah. And get get some fresh air. Get outside. Even if it's freezing cold, get outside, get some fresh air. Even if it's really hot, get outside get and get some fresh air. <laughs> because that's what it, it's fresh, you know? It's it's walking the dogs this morning. I'm not gonna lie. It yeah. was it was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. And it's it feeds the soul, it does. doesn't it? Yeah, you you kind of like whether you're with someone else while you're walking or by yourself. It's just you feel part of right the ground. You feel you connected. Know? Yeah, yeah. You feel connected. And so that's what we're gonna talk about. Uh, Tate Talks is here. We exist every Sunday here on iHub Radio, iHubRadio.com. Uh, studio at iHubRadio.com is the email. You can call in 760-544-TALK-8255, or you can text the station at 760-699-0202. Please follow us on Instagram, TateTalks.radio, to get information about guests and what's coming up on the show, as well as recipes and helpful tips. And apparently... A new dictionary that's coming yes. out for Tate Talks. So all the all the fun words that I get to share. Next week I'll talk about reesterification, um, which is a really cool dictionary worthy. Yeah. So, <laughs> but right now we're going to talk about mental health, which I firmly believe is the most important form of health. And I have a friend who's calling in, and we're gonna we're gonna have a discussion right now about mental health. So my guest today. She's a licensed marriage and family therapist. She's been licensed since 2006. She has a wide variety of experiences in the field of mental health and has a personal passion for working with at-risk, underserved, transition-age youth in crisis or with severe and persistent mental health issues. Mm -hmm. Now, transition-age youth, these are the teenagers going into their young adult years. Okay. Um, And so trying to pick up the pieces, right, from a, from a life, uh, maybe it hasn't been the greatest life, and somehow be independent mm-hmm. and productive and be a, a, a functioning adult and be able to raise a family. Such a challenging time mm. uh, in our age. A lot of us kind of take it for granted, especially those of us that have moved on from that time a long time ago <laughs> <laughs> and maybe have found success in it. And so there's, there's definitely people that challenge with this. And so... Uh, my guest today, really amazing human being, works with people during these transitional ages. She's the clinical director of the What's Up Safe House app, a crisis texting line, which we'll talk about on the show. And she teaches a graduate clinical psychology program at her alma mater, which is Azusa Pacific University. And in addition to her career and endeavors, she spends her free time serving on the board for the AYSO, 
youth soccer organization, yeah. Region 37, and she's the head the coach president. for her daughter's soccer team. Yeah, I knew the president of uh, Michelle. <laughs> oh my God, I can't remember so long ago. Yeah. So I'm so excited to have my friend, Danielle Gross, on the show today. Danielle? Yes, hi. Here we are. And you went camping this weekend. Indeed. Indeed, <laughs> indeed we did. It was more glamping than it was okay. camping, which... Okay. Right. Which is totally um, cool. <laughs> is the kind of, it's my kind of camping. Yeah. And you have a camper, was it? Is Did I hear you say? Yes, okay. we do. We just bought a camper. Better than rolling out a tent. I did that many times growing up. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of uh, tent life. Sleeping Thank you. on the ground Thank you. and all that. <laughs> honey, if you're listening, honey, if you're listening, listen to the experts. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this is, yeah, but your your version of glamping is like staying in a nice hotel, Alex. There's nothing wrong with the Ritz and putting a little tent over some chairs. I'm just saying. I, I, can, I can support that. Thank you, honey. Are you listening, that. honey? <laughs> okay. So I'm going to start us off uh, with a thought to digest. And so this is kind of a inspirational words. And Danielle and I are going to break this down from a mental health perspective. And so each week I share a thought to digest. This week is luck is what happens when preparation meets hard work. Mm. This is by Seneca. How often do you hear people claiming luck for their success or being unlucky? If it's a disappointment, right? Great situations as well as challenging times, they'll arise. And what matters is how you handle them. There's nothing to, there's nothing unlucky about what's happening around you. Luck isn't given. Luck is made. What are your thoughts about that, Danielle? My, my initial thought is that I'm, I guess I'm not a, the biggest believer in quote unquote luck. Good. Um, just because I, I really think that there's so much work that has to go into everything we do, you know, every conscious decision that we make, every choice, every road we take. Right. And um, I mean, I guess every once in a while you could, you know, make a decision and you really don't know of the two and like one turns, it just turns out to be great. But I don't know if that's luck. I think that that is. Like you said, it's work. hard work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a four letter word. A lot of people are afraid of. Oh, yes. Work. Yeah. We all know those people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and I know you're not. I, I mean, I've heard your story. I've heard what you've done. And by the way, Danielle, one of the reasons you're on the show, not only from your expertise, your background, your experience, but when you came to my classes and spoke with my students, which teenagers that's a tough crowd honestly especially nowadays mm -hmm. that's a tough crowd and you won the crowd you totally I, won the crowd they are absolutely <laughs> my favorite population to work with i i think that uh teenagers and that transition age youth period have the highest capacity for change mm-hmm and so often they're overlooked. Right. And when you really, you know, when the rubber hits the road and you start talking to these young people, they have amazing ideas and amazing ways to, you know, make those ideas come to fruition. And, you know, Jason, I was 
absolutely awestruck by the <laughs> the young people in your classes. What an amazing Because you speak to classes group. all over, right? I do. I do. I'm all over Riverside County talking to young people. And so what's it? What's the pulse out there? Because I don't get to talk to young people all over very often, not nearly as often as you. What is the pulse of mental health right now in this state of everyone saying that that the kids or young adults or you know teenagers they're way more stressed than we were when we were teenagers and there's you know there's cell phones and there's this and there's social media what is the pulse from your perspective having background in mental health and training and licensed marriage and family therapist and clinical psychology what do you see out there i see that uh we're raising our children to they they have too much going on. They're wherever they're going or wherever they're at, they've got something coming at them from every angle. Academic pressure, mm-hmm. pressures from home, mm-hmm. pressures um, you know, to be a certain social in a social certain social group. They've got pressure, you know, walking down the street and where they're going to go, what do they want to do with their lives? And I think that we're putting these added stressors on young people at a younger and younger age. I, I mean, when I was in middle school, I don't, I don't remember, you know, focusing on college. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, younger and younger, it's the focus is on college. And then, you know, not every, not everyone is made for college. Right. So, you know, that's an additional stressor for some kids. And, um, yeah. Why not focus on happiness, right? Yes. Why not focus on joy and pursuing your passion? We don't allow young people the opportunity to just, to just be, to just breathe, to just navigate the world and learn what they can from the world because it's there's they're constantly being barraged with everything that they have to tend to Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. social media is a a whole nother topic well that Uh, that makes your experience as far as trying to fit in a global experience instead of a local one right i remember trying to fit in in high school and it was just hard enough just doing that just with my high school but when you right. magnify that to a global trying to fit in, mm-hmm. I can't even imagine. It's overwhelming. Yeah. It's so, overwhelming for young people. Yeah. And I hear so many stories, so many heartbreaking stories of young people who, you know, social media is their life. And when mm. that doesn't go the way that they want it to, they're devastated. They're devastated by it. Yeah. Well, that's it's another area of a life, of a person's life, to manage, right? This social media life. So It is. is and it's a big part of their lives. Big part. I, and I've said this many times. I'm so grateful I am not growing up in this era. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> right, Alex? Completely. <laughs> I, I know someone that yeah. has... Uh, you know, they had a, they have a niece and as a punishment, they took her phone away and the kid became almost catatonic. 
she didn't she just sat there didn't know what to do without her phone mm. it, it was it was the, the saddest thing i've ever witnessed in my whole life and I, you know i kind of think that's a parent that's a parental oh, yeah. thing oh, i mean if you've completely. let your kid get to a point to where they're catatonic without their phones Absolutely. like I, I have a 12 year old and so you know we definitely set boundaries yes you know and so mm-hmm. in fact she didn't even get a phone with data and I'd be able to call people until her 12th birthday. <laughs> so, I mean, she had a Wi-Fi phone before that yeah. just to use at home. So this is, this is interesting. I want to talk um, about my experience with Operation Safe House, and I want to talk about what your role at Operation Safe House is. So first I'll tell my experience. I met Safe House of the Desert here in, in uh, the Coachella Valley a couple years ago when I did a rotation in mental health to be a, a mental health externship as a teacher mm-hmm. to learn more about mental health. And the experience that I had at Safe House of the Desert was life-changing. The people that work with Safe House, the, the angels that work there, caring for and guiding these young people back to their feet, back in their lives, was remarkable. And I learned so much about mental health in my short time that I actually spent uh, about 16 days there and just going wow. back and forth, 50 over 50 hours. Remarkable. I want to share some of the pearls that I gleaned from my experience from there. And I also want to ask you about this app, What's Up Safe House, and how important it is so that if there's a community out there that doesn't have it, maybe they can build it. Stick around. Yeah. You want to hear this. If you want to prevent or even reverse many of the chronic diseases that plague society today, you're in the right place. Now, here's Jason Tate. Jason Tate here, live in the studio, Palm Springs, California. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to our wisdom and inspiration and awareness. We're here spreading the message, sharing it. Uh, Feel free to join in the conversation. You can text us, 760-699-0202. Right now, we're talking about mental health and the weight and importance of mental health. I'm sharing a story about my experience really learning more about this goal of uh, about mental health. I spent some time as a teacher in an externship with Safe House of the Desert, which is a program here by Operation Safe House. And over at Safe House of the Desert, um, my guests can actually probably fill in any bits if I miss anything. Um, but I, but they work with teenagers, um, 18 and under, or maybe 17 and under, who are at risk. Um, if there's a situation where it's not safe for them at home, they can actually catch the bus and get over to Safe House as a safe place to be. They can feed them there. They can actually house them there for a short period of time as well. There's therapy services. It is is honestly an incredibly amazing resource for young people if they're feeling bullied or if they're feeling unsafe at home, if there's child abuse going on. This is a place where they can go 
and talk to adults and get free therapy services. This is all provided free for the youth here in the desert. And that is an on-site situation. In addition to that, there is an app that is also free and it's free 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And it's called What's Up Safe House. And it's for the inland, I'm going to let my guest actually tell. (laughs) So we have on the phone, Danielle Gross from Operation Safe House, and she's the clinical director of the What's Up Safe House app. So tell, tell me about this app, the reach that the app has, what it does, what are some typical calls. I'm just so in awe by this uh, incredible program. Well, thank you so much. And we're, we are certainly so proud of it. Um, it has been a labor of love to really um, get out into the community and help the young people of Riverside County. So What's Up Safe House is a 24-7 anonymous free crisis texting line. So when we when we initially um, came up with the idea for a crisis line, the one of, the one thing that we we know about young people is they always have their phone out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. and you know nobody wants to speak out loud in front of other people. Some of the most their most inner, um, you know, their what's the word I'm looking for their their inner thoughts, those deep thoughts that they have. Because unfortunately, if a young person is around the wrong type of people, they can get further bullied for how they're feeling. Right. So a texting line made the most sense because you don't have to go anywhere. You don't even have to pick up the phone. And a lot of times it's so much easier to text because if you don't have to say something out loud, it's a lot easier. Right. Yeah. And this is the preferred form of communication for young people. It's not even just young people, but that's the preferred right, yeah. form of communication for most of us. Yeah. Even as an adult. So, yeah. There's, it's a lot yes, easier than saying absolutely. it, even though it's important to get to a point where you are saying it to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. But right. this is a great gateway. It absolutely is. We help build young people up so that they can say it to people. And it has just been so well received in the community. Young people are using this line at um, alarming rates. We've seen, you know, I think our first year we had maybe 15 texters through the whole year. And uh, just this past year, we had about uh, 2,400 unique textures reached the line. So, and that's over a four year period. We grew that much. That's great. Because the need is so great. Young people want someone to listen to them. Mm -hmm. And this way they have immediate access to a licensed therapist without ever having to go anywhere. And, you know, I've, I've heard some of the numbers and I know that that teen suicide is the second leading cause of death among teens, mm-hmm. which is just, just to hear that is tragic. This yeah. line, this type of service, this What's Up Safe House app has saved lives. We have. So we thank have. you so much. It's amazing. And, and from a technical perspective, you can get 
texting service where some some areas you don't get voice service. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's, it's absolutely. A yep. And yeah, Alex Alexander worked uh, with mobile phones in that industry for mm-hmm. a number of years, yeah. and she knows the ins, ins and outs of that. And so, what a great and amazing service for young people. I, I think it'd be great for adults <laughs> as so. well. Yeah. I mean, if there was enough well, staff you know, to support that. What's in, it's interesting that you say that because we do get adults that will text us. Okay. Because they're having issues with their children oh. and they want help. We get parents. That's I mean, good. I'm sorry, teachers who will often text us and say, I'm concerned about this young person in my class. Oh, that's good. How can I help them? That's so good. Wow. School administrators, we have great relationships with schools. If we find out that something is happening to a young person on a campus, we call and the school immediately takes action to make sure that young people are safe. We're going to talk about that and more. We're going to talk about self-care, empty your cup, and some pearls of mental health. Stay with us here on Tate Talks. From Palm Springs, California, iHub Radio presents inspirational conversation to help you on the path to vitality. Health and wellness conversation is front and center on Tate Talks with Jason Tate. Here's Jason. Jason Tate here live in the studio. You're on Tate Talks every Sunday here from noon to two. We are live out of Palm Springs, California. That's Pacific time. And the show is rebroadcast on Sunday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific time here on iHubRadio.com. And you can catch the recordings of all of our shows direct at tate-talks.captivate.fm. We're also on uh, iTunes. We're on Spotify. Tune in. All of the networks that you can download <laughs> podcasts, we're, we're there. So uh, on the show today... I have a good friend of mine, myself, of course, I'm, I'm Jason Tate. I'm host of the show. I'm a teacher by day. I do health coaching. I do public speaking and working on a couple of books right now. There's a whole lot on my plate. <laughs> I have Alexandra, my producer in the studio here, running the boards and engaging in the conversation. Thank you so much, Alexandra. Thank you. I mean, with, with guests like, like Danielle, <laughs> I'm, I'm enthralled. I can't, I, I'm not even blinking. <laughs> and on the phone today, friend of mine, licensed marriage and family therapist, Danielle Gross from Operation Safe House. We're talking about the What's Up Safe House app, a free texting line, 24-7 for people in Riverside County. However, there are some times that people will text in from out of Riverside County. And you were sharing a story about uh, working with somebody from Canada. Is that right, Danielle? Yes, actually. Um, it was it was an interesting uh, conversation. It, I was on the, on the texting line for about four hours with a young person. And uh, was this person was quite adamant that they had no other choice but to um, complete suicide. And I just did my best to keep them engaged in a conversation. And I was able to find where they were. And uh, it just so happened that they were in a domestic violence shelter in Ontario, Canada. Wow. 
Yeah. And when I called the the shelter, I said, hey, I, I, you know, can you guys check on this person? I've been texting with them for four hours and they're in their room and they're harming themselves as we speak. And they said, oh, no, 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 we, we, we do bed checks. And I said, I, it would it would absolutely make me feel better if you yeah. went and really looked. And sure enough, they went in there and she was uh, bleeding all over. Oh, my God. And uh, I had the um, uh, the Royal Mounted Police on the way to help provide her with some intervention. And we ended up being able to intervene and help save this person's life. Amazing. And, and all of this is anonymous, so you never know right. where where these... Never. These, yeah. Yeah. We don't even have their phone number. Their phone number doesn't come through. Yeah. And we often, we often hear, how, it, how do you work with that? If you don't have any information, not even the phone number, and someone says, I want to kill myself, how do you, how do you deal with that? Yeah. And my response to that is just, we talk to them. We find out what's going on. Because oftentimes, people don't want to die. They just want the pain to stop. Mm-hmm. And if we can help them alleviate some of that pain, then just maybe they can see that there are other ways to go about this. I love that. And we also yeah. know that when people reach out, they're, they're asking for help. Yeah. They're asking us for help. Yeah. They're more if likely to give us their step. name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the door is open. I mean, it's, even if it's cracked, <laughs> yes, the door is open just a little bit. Yes. So, and what does it take for a person to be a counselor uh, in this type of structure, right? In this texting structure, um, to be able to listen to somebody who has just barely cracked the door open? What type of person does that take? Well, unlike some of the national texting crisis lines, um, our crisis line is only staffed by licensed therapists. And we do that because of the level of severity that we see. Mm -hmm. We really want it to be an expert level type of intervention that we're able to provide. And... As far as the type of person, you can't be, you have to be patient because sometimes a person won't text you back right away. Right. And you're waiting for that, for the answer. Oh my goodness. You, that must feel you need, gut-wrenching. Sometimes it's <laughs> I mean, you're, you're talking about serious topics, right? And, and you don't hear from them. Several minutes go by. That must be yeah. tough. And sometimes, Jason, when we text them back, hey, I, you know, are you okay? We haven't heard from you. And they'll say something like, oh, you really want to talk to me. You really do care. Aww. And we're like, yes, we care. We've been sitting here waiting to hear back from you. We truly <laughs> yeah. care. That's so, so it has great. to be somebody who is kind and compassionate and really truly cares about other human beings. Yeah, yeah. And I, I will assert to say, and I teach young pre-med students, you've been in my classroom mm-hmm. and I teach these students. And so as far as that, as far as being that type of person who really cares, uh, 
I'm sorry, I, I broke my concentration there for a moment. So having this skill, having this ability, it's almost like it's a calling for you, right? You know, you should. Oh, absolutely. People know, you know, if you are that person that your friends come to because you're the, you're the rock, right? Mm-hmm. And you always give great advice and you're willing to listen and you're willing and able to listen, then you should probably use that skill because... How much of a shortage out there is there are we talking about as far as uh, therapists? It is a, a there is a tremendous shortage. There, I, we have clients. I've heard friends, just friends, that will say, you know, I've I've been I've called around. I've talked to ten therapists so far, and nobody's taking new clients because the need is so great in wow. our community. Wow. We live. In a, in a world that is so hurting right now. And people are seeking it out because, you know, compared to 20 years ago, if you go to therapy now, it's almost a badge of honor, you know, that you have enough insight and self-awareness <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. that you know you need to go to therapy. Yeah. Um, but there is such a shortage. And, you know, Jason, I remember... Being in your three classes mm-hmm. and and being able to tell who it was that would absolutely make an amazing therapist because you had some young people in there that knocked my socks off <laughs> because they were just so in tune to each other and yeah. in tune to themselves and engaged in this conversation about mental health. That was not an easy one. No, yeah. And I do a lot of work uh, with that, you know, and with them. And I'm actually, now that I have you on the line, I'm, I'm going to be doing Mindfully Resilient, this program that I piloted last year, and I believe mm-hmm. you came in during a portion of it. Uh, and I definitely want you to come back and work with the kids. I'll be doing it with my seniors only this year in their last quarter of high school wow. education as they're preparing to move on to another uh, chapter, another stage in their lives. And, and I, (laughs) I wanted to do it earlier, but I know how seniors are in their last quarter of the year. If you're trying to do something academic with them, good luck. (laughs) And so, (laughs) yeah, it's, it was an exercise in futility last year at the end of the year. So I'm front loading all of the heavy academic stuff. And then I'm going to end the year doing mindfully resilient with them. And I've kind of, front-loaded a little bit, shared with them what it's about, and they ask me all the time, when are we doing that? When are we doing that? Because I already do meditation. I already do yoga with Mm -hmm. them, and they love it. And so I want you to come back. i got to have you back and hang out with my kids. Oh, my gosh, Jason. (laughs) I I can't wait. I cannot wait. And recruit some new therapists. (laughs) And it gives me an excuse to wear that fabulous shirt that you oh, gave me. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. Aww. I love to talk to young people about mental health and mental wellness because they are truly, they're, they're little sponges. They are. And so often adults don't take the time to really sit down and get to know these kids yeah. and they ha- because like they're absolutely they're, amazing. They have a lot and a lot of... They could be creative, too, and they have a lot of resources available. So every week I also share Empty Your Cup, which is my my, uh, mindfulness component. And so this week I have What You Dwell On, You Become, 
This is from Oprah Winfrey. And mm-hmm. my kind of follow-up to that is we are what we think, say, and believe that we are. And we're not going to be anything more than what we say and we believe we are. We are what we say and we believe we are. So this self-care, what I call self-talk self-care, is super important. And being in mental health and working in the field and, uh, of course, being a mom and having a busy life, what does self-care mean to you, having such a great clinical perspective of self-care and working in mental health? What is self-care to you? You know, um, I want to start by saying that I'm not always as good at self-care as I would like to be. I don't think any of us are. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's kind of a hazard of the job because I want to mm. constantly, yeah. you know, give of myself. But the ultimate form of self-care for me is uh, just being with my children and my husband and cultivating an atmosphere of love and acceptance and caring in my own home so that when I send my children out into the world, they're good human beings and good human beings make good human beings. Right. And, um, I I mean, there's, there's other things. You, my husband and I love to go to concerts and, you know, stagecoach is coming up and Ooh. anything I can do. Yes. <laughs> Just stagecoach, <laughs> not Coachella? <laughs> no, I'm, I think, you know, the country scene is much more okay. um, my scene. And I remember you saying, Jason, that you listen to anything but country, right? I, yeah, I'm an ABC music fan. <laughs> <laughs> I can appreciate music, though. You know, and I I would never bash country, right. you know, because it's just you know it's it's just not right to do that to bash a certain like there's certain right. forms of rap that I won't listen to because I'm like really, you know, <laughs> and there's some good stuff yeah. and so like there's some there's some decent country but I love blues and I love bluegrass you know and I love you know oh, music yeah. in general I just love music so yeah so I won't bash country but that's really important you know finding your hobbies, you know, like I love to go to concerts as well. I usually go to rock concerts. Um, last year I went to five rock concerts this year, not wow. as many. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's important to, you know, I think the lesson here is schedule it, right? Make time for it. Yes. You went camping with your Find family your this weekend. Yeah. And, and make sure Find that your you're connecting with your family. So... A little more about self-care, but we're going to move on and and talk about some pearls and some takeaways in our last little bit here coming up uh, about mental health and really just kind of how to make the rest of your life the best of your life. So stay with us here on Tate Talks. Tate Talks continues on iHub Radio with iHub Radio wellness expert, Jason Tate. Jason Tate here live in the studios out of Palm Springs, California on this beautiful Sunday, March 1st, 2020. I have on the phone my friend Danielle Gross, who is a licensed marriage and family therapist and just an overall amazing human being. Superhero. Superhero. (laughs) Well, I don't know about that, but thank you. Well, let me read to you. Somebody texted in to the station and they said, Danielle, I am touched and filled with compassion and gratitude with how you are helping the youth and other age groups of the world. 
I truly am grateful as tears fall down my cheeks from a listener in Martinez, California. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you so much. No, wonderful. So yeah. here we are. So we were talking, we were just talking about um, with working with the youth and then, gosh, what were we? I just lost my train of thought. Well, she, she told a story and about the the girl in, in Canada. It's so much I wanted to ask you, oh, we were talking about self self care. Right. Yes. Self care. So in this last little bit here, um, I have I have a question for you and, and I want I want to make this our pearls of wisdom. Just key takeaways, some important things. So my question is this as you work in mental health teaching clinical psychology, being a mom, being a wife, what are your pearls of wisdom? What would you share with the world if you had the chance? Uh, I, you know, I think about this a lot, actually, Jason. Good. And uh, I want people to be kind to themselves, to be gentle with themselves and accepting of themselves. And to just move through the world looking for happiness, because at the end of it all, the, the social media followers don't count. The, the toys don't count. It's, it's the relationships that you form along the way that make the most impact on yourself and, your, and the world. And just be who you are. Just be who you are in all the glory that is you. And so if the next person doesn't like it, you know what? Move on because there (laughs) is somebody out there that is going to love you for everything that you are. Right. I like that. It makes me think of that quote that I shared on a previous show from the Bhagavad Gita. For some who try to mold themselves to others, right? Mm-hmm. This quote goes like this. I'm not who I think I am. I'm not who you think I am. I am who I think you think I am. You know, and it's this kind of this conforming mentality of always being this chameleon, always wanting to change to please others. And in the process of doing this, you lose yourself altogether. And, Absolutely. Right. And and people won't be around, but the person looking at you in the mirror is always going to be there with you from now to the end. So And as much as people try to run from the person in the mirror, this that's who you are. That's you. And the sooner yeah. you can accept it, the happier you're going to be. Right. Love that. Love yourself. <laughs> that's a yeah. great pearl. Love yourself. Start there, right? Start with loving yourself first. And then when you can do that, and this is what I share with my students who want to go into healthcare and including mental health. And I said, you know, you've got to go through your own health journey. You've got to be able to give what you have. And if you don't have proper, you know, physical health, and if you don't have the right, you know, if you're not good, stable mental health, I mean, everyone can fluctuate. But if you're all over the place or if you're a mess, how are you possibly going to inspire that in others? So start with yourself. Yeah. That sounds great. I like that. So how can people 
reach you? How can people learn more about you? Where can I go to find more information about Danielle Gross? Um, well, I don't know that you want to find too much information about me. Because <laughs> or Operation Safe House. Or, Operation yeah, Safe House I mean, is the one that if I'm you know, in, we're doing. The- if I'm in Minnesota, right, and I want mm-hmm. to create a similar texting app situation, yes. who can I reach out to to liaison and work with to create a similar platform and, and share this recipe in another community because we all need it. Absolutely. We are so happy to share what we've cultivated here. Uh, my email address is dgross at operationsafehouse.org. Okay. You can also go to operationsafehouse.org or safehouseofthedesert.org to get some additional information. You can download the app. It's What's Up Safe House in the App Store or Google Play. And we've got a little bit of information there. We've got links to our website. And more importantly, you can text us right from the app. Perfect. I like it. And I would love to see more of this happening in communities across the country and around the world because there's definitely a need for it, for sure. Yeah, absolutely, Jason. I I love promoting this. I love promoting you, Operation Safe House, everyone over there. Thank you so much for the incredible work that you do, the selfless giving of your heart and your compassion. I mean, talk about a job. That's a job. Yeah. Um, And it's not for everyone, just like teaching isn't for everyone. But for those that it is for, thank you so much for, for answering the call, you know. You're being called to this. And so thank you, Danielle, for, for everything thank that you, you do for, for young people, for, for transition age youth. And I'm definitely getting you in my classroom again. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I'm thinking May. The kid, my seniors are done on May 22nd. So okay. sometime in the middle or early first, second week of May, I need to have you come and work with the kids and just let's pump them up. Let's make some. Uh, licensed Absolutely. marriage and family therapist out of these kids. <laughs> you tell me when, Jason, and I will be there. Oh, I hands love that. down. <laughs> love it. Love All right. It. Any uh, question, Alexandra, before we get off uh, the phone here with Tanya? I, I, I just, uh, I think it's amazing. I, I don't know what brought you to this journey. Um, I think it's probably another show entirely. Um, but, um, but, you know, just as with Jason and with our callers, thank you. It's, it's really such a selfless, amazing act. Yeah. Well, thank you. I, I do it with love and that's where it comes from. Yeah. And we feel it. So thank you so much for having me on. This has been such a wonderful experience. It goes fast, doesn't it? (laughs) It does. It does. (laughs) So we're here every week. On iHubRadio.com, this is Tate Talks. We're here to inspire, motivate, make aware so that you can make the rest of your life the best of your life. See you next week.